the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the day, the edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. That means Paula is here and she is live in studio. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas, and this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program dedicated to taking your phone calls and answering your questions, questions about the Bible, about church. Today, anything that Paula is an expert on, which is pretty much everything, all you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvaryessay.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And remember, if you are driving in your car... The safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula? Yep. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. What? You got a Scott Bale story you want to tell? (laughs) 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 Well, on my Monday night teaching, I guess you know this because you were listening to it earlier. I was thinking a guy from Karate Kid was Scott Bale, but I got educated. I was convinced. I mean, I was confident when I said it to you. You said three times, two times? At least two so far, right? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe three. <laughs> uh, but it was uh, Ralph Macchio, as you have. Yeah. Ralph, Ralph Macchio could kick Scott Bale's, you know what? His butt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You know, when, when, mm-hmm. we, when we're speaking mm-hmm. and we misspeak like that. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people out there not listening now to what you say in the Bible study because thinking, did she really think it was Scott Bale who did that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Now, these people are my friends. You think one of them would have raised her hand and said, uh, "Excuse me, Mama Paula, this <laughs> is Ralph Macchio," or at least when I was in the Q and A part, uh, maybe you could have them edit that out and put Ralph Macchio in Mama Paula because it wasn't Scott Bale. But no, <laughs> so. Anyway, but I, I should have asked you or Sam because you guys would have known. But I didn't think I needed to ask because I thought I knew it was Scott Bale. <laughs> <laughs> at, le- at least you didn't say that Fonzie was Pat Moriata. No, praise <laughs> the Lord. I didn't. No, I didn't say that. But anyway, it, I thought it turned, the study turned out okay, and it was it's kind of fun. And you, you know, I I, I left that day kind of troubled, you know, it was a weird day. And uh, so when I came home, and you always ask, so how'd it go? And I told you, I encouraged myself in my study. So it was fun just talking about the the standard bearer uh, being with us at all times, you know, the, the omnipresent one. I don't know if I said that in the study or not, but... I'm the omnipresent one who's always here. You know, once I'm done with the study, boom, it's gone. (laughs) Uh, But the omniscient one who knows all things, you know, um, and the omnipotent one who's all-powerful, 
he, he's there. The standard bearer is there, and whatever we need, um, he's going to help us and take care of it. So. And then before we went on air, we were in here laughing at ourselves mm -hmm. because we were told that there's somebody who wants to live stream this program oh my goodness. and put it on put it on the YouTube or some other format. Yeah. I, I don't even know. Yeah, no. I just thought, the whole world does not need to know how really tacky. <laughs> well, so you don't want to know how hot dogs are made? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, we don't want to know how hot dogs are made. That's a good analogy right there. But yeah, yeah, what? that would be funny. That would mm -hmm. be really funny to have us be on TV. Well, I was just office. about to ask you what's on your heart today, but we're going to have to wait because we've got Margaret from Floresville. She's on my heart. So, That's Margaret, perfect. Margaret, thanks for calling. You're on the air. <laughs> Hi, I'm glad I'm on your heart. Yeah, how are you today? I'm good. I wanted to give uh, you guys and the audience members who pray an update uh, on my brother-in-law, Phil. He okay. uh, went forward that Sunday, and he um, confessed himself a sinner and asked Jesus to save him. And um, then last Sunday, he got baptized. Woo! Oh, everybody praise the Lord. Yes, <laughs> Yeah, he, he, the prayers were answered. And uh, so he was saying today, I'm having a hard time. And I said, well, you got people praying. And like Pastor Ron says, you have to catch the fish before you clean them. And then we let Jesus clean you. <laughs> and he mm -hmm. said, okay, okay, I can do that. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, so thank you so much for praying. And thank you uh, for everybody that prayed that heard the call that day. Because the prayers were answered. Yeah. What a wonderful praise report. Thank mm. you, Margaret. Thank you very, very you much. You are welcome. See, that's, thank you, Margaret. That's, Love you see, that's so much. We, we have to pray. And, and speaking of that, let me ask the audience to pray. Uh, our dear friend, Nori Bush, uh, who was an elder at our church for 10, 12 years uh, before he, his business, his, his job took him out of state. Um, Nori had a heart attack this morning. And um, we don't know, we haven't got full reports on how he's doing, uh, but he is alert and okay. Um, as far as we know, they're looking for to see what kind of damage was done in the heart attack. So if, if uh, all of you in the audience could put me, Nori Bush, on your prayer list, uh, that the Lord would strengthen him and repair his heart, uh, I would really, really appreciate it. I'd appreciate it very, very much. It's it's hard to be a long distance away from people when they're going through stuff. I know it. I know it. I mean, even if we were there, there was it's not a whole lot we could do, but at least we could, you know, see Judy and hug her and possibly um, see Nori if they were, were to let us in. But yeah, but that hmm. is it's it's hard. Pastors can get in places. Well, <laughs> make it happen. Paula, we got a phone call from Pasadena, California. It says Agape on line two. Okay. Agape, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Yes, hello, Pastor Ron and Mama Paula. Um, I, I'm like um, late in calling or getting in contact with you. I tried last week and I sent an email or a, a, in your contact. So I don't know if you got it, but I'm just wanting to say thank you um, because Mama Paula, you came in, I think, 2016, you came to um, the Women's Conference, mm -hmm. and, um, and I had no idea that I was getting ready to go through uh, seven years, un um, seven years um, homelessness, mm -hmm. and... What you said and how real you were and just talking about how the Lord saved you and then saved Pastor Ron <laughs> and just everything was just fuel and it was, you know, um, it was just what I needed to get me through seven years of homelessness. And now, by God's grace, I'm in my rapture waiting waiting room. I call it my rapture ready waiting room. I'm not home. <laughs> I'm not home. <laughs> but um, I'm just really just thanking the Lord for how He shaped me. I mean, 
you, the Lord brings you through trials. The Lord is the one who put me in that trial. Um, he didn't do it to destroy me. He did it to develop my faith and get me closer to him. And it's our choice to either become better or bitter. And so I'm just really calling to say thank you and then um, to ask a prayer request, if you would. Okay. What is that, Godfrey? Uh, hmm? I said, what is your prayer request? We'd be happy to do that. Oh, my prayer request is now that I'm in my rapture-ready waiting room for <laughs> August <laughs> and September, I have not been able to pay my rent. However, I um, I have work, praise the Lord, um, I have work, and I'm asking the Lord to, you know, please pray for me that um, the business idea that he's given me um, to work remotely and also the work that I'm already doing remotely that he would bless um, so that I could, you know, pay my rent. The landlord is... Um, is unsaved he's a buddhist and you know there are christians that's the reason why i moved into this place and um it would just be a, a strong witness that you know if the lord is going to take me home today in the rapture i need him to pay my rent first <laughs> <laughs> witness to my landlord <laughs> agape this this audience is has become famous for praying and mm -hmm. and there will be a whole bunch of people praying uh, for you and I'd like to to pray right now very quickly and then um, then we'll just please stay in touch. We did not get a, a contact email from you. I didn't get anything. I'm really good about responding to people. So thank you for calling and letting us know. Let me pray for you, Father. Um, the perfect name <laughs> in her perfect place, not her home but in a rapture-ready residence. <laughs> Lord, touch her. We thank you for protecting her. Thank you for those years ago sending Paula with a message that was from your heart and preparing her for all the things that were going to come. And now, Lord, you've given her this business idea. We ask you to cause it to grow. Bless it, Lord. Pour out your spirit. And we pray that she would be able to not just pay rent, but to declare the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God through it all. Wrap your arms around her, Jesus. Draw her close and tell her how pleased you are and help her through this trial that she's in now. So on the other side of it, she loves you even more than she does now. We ask this for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you very, very much. Agape, let me give you one other uh, contact reference. You can send, anytime you want to get in touch with me, uh, send an email for Pastor Ron, but to questions at calvaryessay.com. And we will make sure that those, uh, those uh, uh, contacts get through and we'll be in, in uh, correspondence, okay? I guess we lost her on the phone. But okay. Thank you, okay. Agape. That's questions at calvaryessay.com. Paula, that's always neat to hear when when you, you know, we travel from time to time, places mm -hmm. we're asked to do retreats or conferences or uh, marriage retreats, things like that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're there for a weekend usually. And we don't get to see any fruit. We always have a great time. Mm -hmm. But it's nice to know that, that the Lord used you at a time of need. Yeah, seven years later. Um, and I, I, that's been a prayer of mine for many, many years of becoming better and not bitter. As, as we grow older, you know, things don't work the same. Um, you know, my back hurts all the time. <laughs> I don't run much, and when I do, I, I pay for it for a couple of days, you know, those kind of things. Uh, uh, and I was telling you, the more the more people we know, there's more joy, yeah, but there's still a lot more heartache that goes along with that. And and it's like sometimes you, you might, well, I don't want to be like this, but um, sometimes the enemy will, I can hear that whisper like, is this all worth it, you know? Um, but I was telling you, uh, just this morning, I went to a little a little luncheon yesterday, and I was with another pastor's wife who is no longer a pastor's wife because her husband 
the pastor has passed away. And um, she is way better. Not that her husband passed away, but because she had resolved her whole life to know and love Jesus so much that, I mean, she can't, one sentence, if she skips praising Jesus, it's only one sentence, and it's a short sentence at that. Um, And she has grown better, not bitter. Her husband's not here, but I don't think she even knows it because God is that good. (laughs) There's what the scripture says, you will forget the days of your, the shame of your youth. Remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. She doesn't remember that he's not with her every single day. It's kind of like Groundhog Day almost where um, she, she was wanting her husband to be invited to this all girls luncheon yesterday. And my twin sister had to tell her um, he's at another feast for servants of the Lord. And this is only for ladies today. And she was like, oh, okay, I get that. But Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> and she says, praise the Lord, hallelujah. You know, we have victory um, because uh, we have, we're overcomers, and we're overcomers, and we have victory because of our faith in, in Jesus Christ. And she pounds the table, and she just looks up to heaven, and she's just so full of joy. And I want to be like that. I want to be like that when I get better. And so she says, I I asked her, I said, so as a pastor's wife, to another pastor's wife, I asked her this question. I said, so how do you handle the the heartache and the joys all at the same time? And she said, well, she speaks mostly Spanish, but every once in a while she would look right at me and speak in English. It it was so... um, like the Holy Spirit is talking to me, saying, it's about other people. You know, you don't have to worry about you because Jesus will take care of you, basically. But it's about other people. And you just, it's kind of almost like I could hear the Holy Spirit saying, she understands that people are the way they are for a reason. And Jesus is the answer. And she would just say, and just give them Jesus, you know. And praise the Lord and Hallelujah. It was just the the best time, and I've told you this for many years. Whenever you say no to something without praying or giving God a chance to uh, make things work out so that you can be a participant in, in an activity, if he really pushes you to go, you don't realize how much you would have missed had you not gone. I would have missed out had I not being able to go to that little luncheon yesterday. It was so fun. Great. Hey, we've got a caller on line one, anonymous from San Antonio. Thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello, Pastor Ron and Paula. Uh, You are our pastor, and we are blessed by that. You and Paula are a tremendous blessing in our life. And you you are aware of the uh, situation that I and my wife are, are uh, facing and, and are involved in, and you've been a great counsel in this. And today when I was out walking this morning early, like I normally do, and praying and talking to the Lord, he put it on my heart that I should call in today, especially since today is the day that you and both Paula are on the, together. And I just want to share this, and you know all the background on it. But this Saturday at 4 o'clock, my youngest daughter, 37 years old, is going to be uh I don't even want to use the word wedding. It's going to be a ceremony where she and a same-sex partner are going to be married. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, this this has just been on my heart, and it's just, it's just, I'm at peace with our decision. My wife and I are not going, as you know, and we do not condone this, and, and uh, we know it's sin, and uh, our presence would be saying that we condone it, and we're just not simply not going. Uh my other two daughters and their families are going, and they certainly know my position and what I, my beliefs are. And uh, they are, I love all three of them the same, and nothing is going to change that. And yesterday afternoon, uh, my daughter's partner, who I think is the, has the role of the alpha, or whatever the appropriate term is, mm-hmm. she called and just really uh, 
you told me how how wrong my decision is, and I, I, and just said I'll regret this for the rest of my life. And I can tell you uh, that really wore on me, but the Lord gave me strength to say no. We're not changing our mind. And uh, but 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 more importantly, this morning when I was walking, the Lord said to call in because I want I'd, I'd like to ask you and Paula to offer your thoughts for the other people that are going to experience this. And you never anticipate this when your children are growing up. But I know this. I wasn't the type of dad that I should have been through all that time when it came to the spiritual being the dad and 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 taking them to church and bringing them up in a way that they would never, ever consider this as uh, okay in the eyes of the Lord. And so... Uh, I just appreciate your prayers. This Saturday at 4 o'clock, uh, this is all going to take place. And uh, the thing is, that she and her partner, they are so wildly successful in the world. And mm-hmm. they live and participate. Uh, they're of the world. And, and, and that's why they just don't, she just won't accept it, that this is so wrong. And she, I talked to her several times. When she told me this was going to transpire in April of 2020, and and that's when I told her, I said, you know, this is sin. It's wrong. Da, da, da. And we've had we had a loving conversation. I didn't jump down her and, and just chastise her, but again, the focus is not on me. It's a focus. I just would pray, Father, that still the Lord would just step in and intervene in this before four o'clock on Saturday. And secondly. Mm-hmm. I just would pray that your thoughts and whatever you and Paul would like to express for other parents that's, you know, that might someday have to, you know, hopefully they never have this situation, but they can be better parents than I was, you know, at a younger age and not have to experience it, you know, when they're already adults. So I'll, I'll get off the phone and let you talk. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anonymous. That's um, painful. I mean, we, we, we are experiencing this, more and more and more, uh, and it is it is uh, something that Christian parents are going to to encounter. And and you know, Paul, you could hear the pain yeah. in his voice. Um, when did you start? We've got about four minutes, Paul, and if we have to bleed over, we will. You know, just the the phone call saying you'll regret this forever. Um, it's kind of like a manipulation tool. I'm so sorry. If your child was was dying and you didn't go and see him or her in the hospital um, before they passed away and you could, that would be a totally different thing. But this is something that you know is sin. And you're right. You can't participate. And, and you might, the, the, the guilt would make you want to go and please them. Um, but in 1 Corinthians Fifteen fifty-eight. it says, therefore, well, let me go back to 56. The sting of death is sin, and that's what's going to happen. The sting of the of this sin is going to bring about death eternally. And the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And standing firm for the Lord um, and, and letting your family members know just how um, serious you are and how much you love Jesus most of all um, and rightly representing uh, this stance to your family, um, you'll hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant Jesus is there with you, crying along with you, um, and because you weren't the greatest of parents, and I don't, I don't know if any of us ever are. There's been some people who are the greatest of parents, and they have children who have made these kind of decisions. And so, um, you're forgiven, is what I'm trying to say. Jesus has um, set you on a, a different path, and the, the other scripture. The other topic that we were going to talk about, and we probably will in the second half, is entitled Begin Again. 
Um, and so you have a you have a new uh, role. You can begin again, leaving all the guilt behind. People make their own choices, anonymous, and uh, it's because we want to do what we want to do, and, and we usually try to blame somebody else instead of taking personal responsibility. So that's what that's my two cents. <laughs> A lot more than two cents. Let me say this, and, and we, we've only got one minute, so I'm just going to touch on it, and then I'll carry this over to the other side of the break. This is one of the most painful things that, that a parent is going to have to deal with um, because uh, it's a son or a daughter is always mijo or mija in San Antonio. And, um, you know, you just think, well, well, I can't bear to have them out of my life. But... Matthew chapter 10, beginning in verse 35, says, For I've come to turn, this is Jesus speaking, I've come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. You didn't make her an enemy. She's making you an enemy, or her partner is at this point. I'm going to carry this over the break. This is really important, and if you are at all dealing with this in your own family, please stay tuned. This is the word to stand up for life, 340-9585. We'll be back in two minutes. To the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the Date Day edition of the program, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. If you're just tuning in, we had an anonymous call uh, at the end of the last half hour. Um, a father whose heart is broken. His daughter is marrying um, a same-sex partner uh, this weekend, and he has refused to go to uh, the ceremony. I think a couple of things that I want to say that are really important, and again, this just isn't to him. Uh, his heart was that this would go out to other parents who are going through these same kind of things when choices have to be made. And let me just say that the choice that has to be made is, is the choice to serve Jesus. In that same passage of Scripture, Matthew chapter 10 and verse 37, Jesus says, Anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. And and and, and what you've done, Anonymous, is you've taken a stand for Jesus, and he is pleased. He's pleased. Whenever we come into conflict with the world, then we've got to make a decision. Are we going to, in order to to uh, satisfy the world, are we going to turn our back on Jesus? And you've taken a stand. It's an important stand. And it's a stand that says, I love my daughter with all of my heart, but I love Jesus more. And I'm going to put my daughter in a position where Jesus can deal with her. You know, when we talk about going to a wedding that is is sinful, inherently sinful, um, one of the things that we've got to deal with is that a wedding is a celebration. And we can't really celebrate something. And the Bible says people who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. We want these people to come to repentance. We want them to see who Jesus really is. And the man who called is a man who's willing to take a stand no matter what it costs him because of his love for and his passion for Jesus. And every single one of us, no matter what we're going through, as believers in Jesus Christ, as as disciples of our Lord, we have to be willing to make that same choice. There is nothing, there is no one that can come ahead of him. And as Paula read the passage from the Apostle Paul in Corinthians, that uh, you've stood firm. And the world is going to point fingers at you and make you feel terrible. The enemy is going to try to heap all kinds of guilt upon you. And what you've got to say is, I I just, I love my Jesus. I love my Jesus, and he's the one I serve. And then your prayers on her behalf can be heard without compromise. So moms, dads, get ready for this. It's being shoved down our children's throats in the public education system. Everything that they deal with online is affirming that these things are okay and 
and and really communicating that what we believe as believers in Jesus Christ is evil, wicked, and unloving. Um, Jesus says, will you stand for me? Will you stand for me? And you have confessed Jesus with your mouth. You have done it as a faithful witness. Unfortunately, caller, Jesus did not say that you wouldn't feel pain. So keep praying. I've often found, the last comment I'll make is this, you know, you, you've been praying that God would intervene and stop this. Um, I've found that God typically leaves us alone when we have purpose in our heart to rebel against him. And he does that so that he can teach us something. And here's the one thing that we know for sure. God loves your daughter infinitely more than you do. And he will not stay, stop chasing her. And your faithful witness has given him a foundation from which to chase. So we will continue to pray for any of you who are going through the same situation with uh, children or family members of any age, really. Um, God bless you. Hang in there with and for Jesus. Um, that's how important it is. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to line one and talk with Aaron calling from Bastrop. Aaron, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hey, how are you doing today? <clears throat> I'm doing well. How are you? Doing great. Yeah, I was just listening to the program, and I'm grateful. I've, I've listened several times, and I just want to encourage the brother and his daughter. I was in a similar situation myself, and I thank God for you and your wife and the answers that y'all give and encouragement that you give and to others. And, you know, and, and what you said about it and Matthew, and, and I think sometimes as parents, what we have to realize is we love Jesus. We love the Lord. And I think what we have to come to grips with sometimes is, hey, because we love Jesus, it doesn't necessarily mean my son or my daughter or, or a family member or an uncle or aunt. But the deal is, just like you encourage me that, we just have to stand in what we believe in, and, and we love, you know, we love we love Jesus because he first loved us. He took the initiative. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even really know what love really was because he is love, and because he's in our hearts. We can, but, but also, I just want to encourage the brother, you know, and, but it's not over. And, and that's what, my, my, my daughter was in some similar, in a similar situation, but that was some years ago, but she she came back. You know, and, and like you said, prayer and, and just standing firm and, and, and living the life. And, that, and that's what it, that's what it's all about. But it, it's never too late. And sometimes in these situations, the enemy can have a soul. Uh, of course, it's hurting as a parent to be in those type of situations. But sometimes the enemy will, will also try to blind us like, hey, that's over. There's no hope. They're gone. But no, God has to last say so. And we know that, that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. He's not going to force his way in. But what we, what we continue to do is continue to stand, continue to pray. And, and, and one thing about one, we, we serve the God of hope. And, and, and we always got hope. And that's what, you know, and, and sometimes these type of situations, they can make us feel hopeless or, or it may seem it's, it's hopeless. But long as we, 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 we serve the God of hope, and that's all just want to encourage you and your wife and thank you for your program and just keep doing what you're doing and our prayers are with you and continue to pray for us. Aaron, thank you very, very much. God bless you. Boy, that preaches. That's a a wonderful response to a hurting father. You know, we serve the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our trials so that we can comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have received from God. Yeah. And and uh, I think what Aaron said, you know, his daughter came back and, um, you know, she had something to come back to. She knew that dad was safe. She knew that dad was consistent. Mm-hmm. And praise the Lord. Um, um, sometimes God wins. Yeah. So thank you, Aaron. What a what a joy. You want to comment on anything before I take a call? I don't even know you, Aaron, but I wish I did. Thank you so much. <laughs> that was so encouraging. And yeah, you're right. Sometimes the enemy can can make us just focus so much on the thing that's hurting us, the thing that's going on right now. And you know what Jesus has been saying to even Pastor Ron, look higher, look up. God is the omnipotent one, the omnipresent one, and the omniscient one. He's more powerful than all of this. And so you're right, Aaron. It's not over. Um, 
Yeah. As long as there's breath, there's there's hope. And a whole lot of people at that so-called farce of a wedding uh, will be asking why some aren't there. And they'll be able to say. So it's okay. Yeah. Wouldn't Thank be great you. if the answer was, my dad's a Christian. My dad's a Christian. We need to know who we stand for. Thank you, Aaron. God bless you, man. Yeah. Let's go to Alan from San Antonio on line two. Alan, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Ron. God bless you. How are you Hi. doing? I'm well, Alan. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Yes, uh, I would. I had talked to you last week about the if you'd pray for me about a fecal transplant. That's kind of mm-hmm. touchy subject on the air, <laughs> but uh, it turned out I went and it turned out that it was all fake. That they they didn't have it. They didn't perform that procedure, and so. But um, your show gives me a lot of faith and. Uh, keeps me going and uh, your faith in Jesus is, is uh, so powerful and it's always a it's always an inspiration to me and I just wonder if you continue to pray for me I know I know what my problem is because when I got sent overseas and I came back I couldn't eat any sweets and I couldn't and I had uh, some rashes and things so I know it's it's a kind of like a mildew infection in, in the intestines it's I read about it in the um, in the Old Testament and it's like a fungus like a mildew infection, it's like having uh, <clears throat> like having rotten guts, and so I've had it for 16 years now, and it disables me in so many ways. And so mm-hmm. I prayed for it for hu- hundreds of times, and uh, just needed to go away because it causes organ failure. And um, anyways, uh, it's not too it's not it's embarrassing to mention it on live radio, but um, I just uh, it's um, yeah, there it is. Yeah, Alan, it's okay. And it's, it doesn't have to be embarrassing. It's real. Mm. And one of the things we want to communicate through this program is that um, Jesus is sufficient for all the things that we deal with. And, Alan, thank you for calling. We will keep praying for you. And I so appreciate that you keep in touch and let us know um, how you're doing. We'll be praying. God bless you, man. Three four zero ninety five eighty five or toll free eight seven seven six three zero KSLR. Paula, where do you want to go from here? Well, I was thinking um, in Romans six twenty two and twenty three. As um, I keep thinking, the, the Lord is saying, you know, encourage the people to begin again. Um, and let me read Romans six twenty two and twenty three. It says. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so, um, as Paul would tell us, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, you know, because we can just um, bring all of our past with us. But now that we have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, we can forget all of that stuff that we used to do and who we used to be um, and reap the benefit of holiness now that we're slaves of God. We can say, no, I'm not going to do that. Like I was listening to a show on my way here to the studio where as a kid, you know, if you had your friends and they wanted you to do something wrong, Dude, I can't do that. My mama would kill me, you know. <laughs> and it was one of those things where, um, just like with, with Jesus, with God our Father, I'm afraid of him. Not that he's going to beat me up or, you know, squish me like a bug. But I'm afraid that I don't want to displease him. I don't want to make him frown, even though the second verse of my song is, Jesus loves me when I'm good, when I do the things I should. And Jesus loves me when I'm bad, even though it makes him sad. I don't want to make him sad. And so we can begin again, and we can begin again every day. If you even sinned earlier this morning, you can say, Jesus, I'm a slave to you. Why do I keep falling back into being a slave to sin? That only caused me embarrassment and shame. I'm a holy child of God now. And so... I'm sorry, I kind of fell back, Lord, but can we begin again? And my favorite thing about the Lord is forgiveness. And he's like, sure, baby, you're a work in progress. 
you got a lot of work, but <laughs> we are a work in progress. May not look like we're making much progress, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm the one, Jesus speaking, I'm the one who's begun this good work in you, and I'll be the one who's faithful to complete it. And that that um, conviction of when I do something that's displeasing and maybe made them, you know, kind of like have a little bit of a frown, I feel that. And I don't want to do that anymore. And because I'm a slave of God by choice, he is not one of those like, you better do it or else. No, I want to do what's right. I want to please you, Lord. And so because I have the Holy Spirit now living in me, I want to live a life that shows that the Holy Spirit lives in me and not my flesh. So every day I can begin again. Um, And some people, I'm just certain that they've, messed up their life so bad that they don't think they can be. And so even um, listening to the study last night, Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> that was a mean, ruthless guy. He just had a bad temper, right? He would get just so irate at yep. the smallest thing, and he's going to cut up people, burn them, <laughs> burn their houses down, kill all the kids. <laughs> I mean, gee, my knee. This boy was irritable. And yet, the Lord had a plan for him, you know? Yeah, just just to give you a, a little bit of a catch-up on what Paul is talking about, our study last night in Daniel chapter 4 was Nebuchadnezzar's testimony. And this evil, despicable, wicked, ruthless man, uh, he's going to be in heaven. And and if you, 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 you listen to his testimony, and, and it's a first-person um account of his Old Testament born-again experience, uh, he's going to be in heaven no matter all the horrible things that he did. And those things uh, are are much worse than any of the things that we've done. And yet we let the devil beat us up. Paula, we don't um, press forward. We, we're, we're too busy looking over our shoulder. Uh, our past is catching up to us. People try to condemn us. Well, you, you're Jesus now, but I remember when... And we got to just forget all that. Mm-hmm. And one of the hardest things for me as a pastor is is trying to convince people that their past doesn't have to influence or affect their future, their present or their future, for one more minute of one more day. Yeah. And the idea of beginning again is so glorious because every day grace is awaiting you. Yeah. God's unmerited favor to the infinitely ill-deserving. Mm-hmm. And when you are walking in that grace, um, Paul says to Titus, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us grace. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and to live self-controlled, upright lives in this present age. Yeah. So, so grace isn't just that thing out there that saves us. Grace teaches us to walk with Jesus as slaves to righteousness, rather than slaves to sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, the title of your message was? <laughs> now, I don't title my messages. Well, you just don't think you do, but you do. So, the infinite, endless grace and love of God. And just to think for however many years uh, Nebuchadnezzar was, um, you know, you think Jesus... This boy is hopeless. <laughs> he never said that. He never said this. He knew down the road, just like he knows each one of us our day. Um, and you were said you asked last night, what if that, at, at, like our president, or you know, would get up and, and make an official decree, uh, humbling himself not only before God, um, but before the people, and say, you know, just. I was wrong. You know? can, you, can you imagine our president saying, uh, calling a, I said last night, a state of the, of the me yeah. message, you know, not state <laughs> of the union. But can you imagine him in front of everybody saying, this is who I was. This is what I did. I'm sorry. I was wrong. But I met Jesus Christ, and I'm going to tell you what's right. Yeah. We can have hope. Aaron said we got hope it's not over yet but it doesn't look real good right now but we can have hope but we can pray because before anyone anyone's life is over 
that until that last breath, um, there is a well, chance to ask. I, I said last night, Nebuchadnezzar was um, a year from dying when he came to faith in Jesus Christ. And God brought him to the end of himself in order to win him. And I believe all because of the, the, the faithful prayers of Daniel, who really loved the guy. Yeah. I mean, the guy was a, a, an evil, wicked man, and Daniel would, would tell him. But he loved him, and he prayed for him. Uh, you're supposed to pray for the leader of your nation. I guess that's true in the Old Testament as well. And Daniel prayed for him, and he got saved. Yeah. Hold you, keep keep your thought, Paula, because okay. uh, I don't want to leave that. But we got Terry holding on line two from San Antonio. Terry, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, Pastor Ron, this is about last night's study too. It was an amazing oh. study. Yeah, it really was. I'm sure that was some people, and you know, you, you might have read it before, but boy, it was intense. It was fabulous. And I'm calling it the pinnacle of all testimonies in a sense. And I wrote down uh, in in that study, it says, it's my pleasure to introduce you, or a little further down in the script, it's my pleasure to introduce you all to our brother, that's what I'm inserting, King Nebuchadnezzar. Because <laughs> he was our brother of all things I would have never thought of it. It, it, it was sad to study, and I hope everyone can listen to it at some point. And, Thank uh, you, Terry. We'll listen. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a good day. Okay, good Terry. God bless. Bye. See you tomorrow. Terry's one of my favorites because he can't stop telling people about Jesus. And Terry's the guy. You know, we've got people that have a heart for animals. And they're always rescuing animals. Uh, Terry is a people rescuer. And Terry always goes to the down and the out, the people that nobody else would go to, the people that everyone else avoids. Terry would run to them, and, and he'd just tell them about Jesus. And he's got a personality that enables him to sort of press in a little bit and push some buttons. And uh, uh, there's always people showing up at church that, yeah, some guy named Terry gave me the card and told me about church here, and here I am. So Terry's got a lot of crowns. In heaven waiting for him. Yeah. Okay, Paula, we're inside five minutes, so if you want to wrap up what you had. Okay, so um, begin again. If you could even think, you know, not that we're supposed to compare ourselves to anybody, but if you compare yourself to Nebuchadnezzar, <laughs> <laughs> you're not that bad. You know, Paul knew Nebuchadnezzar's story because he was a Old Testament guy. Mm-hmm. Saul of Tarsus was. Mm-hmm. And Paul said, as Saul, I was worse than Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, yeah, the chiefest of all. Chief of all sinners. Uh-huh. I'm the worst of the worst. No, 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 Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Nebuchadnezzar was so evil that when he killed King Zedekiah, or, or before, he, when he took King Zedekiah captive, mm-hmm. uh, this is the Babylonian captivity, he brought Zedekiah's sons before him. And slaughtered them all in the most vicious ways. And, and, and Forcing him to watch. King Zedekiah had to watch it. Yeah, yeah. And then he, with fire, had Zedekiah's eyes put out so that the last thing he would ever see was his son's torture. That's an evil mind, right? That's an evil, evil Ooh, guy. And goodness. you know what, Paul? There's a lot of us who, who would say, well, I don't want Nebuchadnezzar in heaven. If he did those kind of bad things, mm-hmm. he deserves to go to hell. Mm-hmm. But that's the man or the woman who, who thinks too highly of themselves. Yeah. And um, um, Nebuchadnezzar is, uh, he began again a year later. Uh, he was actually in paradise. Yeah. Just, uh, yours, it was cute because you're thinking, now that he's saved, what kind of leader was he? Was he, to me, more like um, uh, just nice, you know, more caring, considerate. Instead of being so brutal. How, how about fair and just? I mean, yeah. that's what a leader is supposed to be. That's mm-hmm. why God gives us leaders. Yeah. And I'll bet that last year he was um, a brilliant leader, a compassionate man. Maybe like Boaz? Well, you know, where the people but, would but say, Boaz wasn't a leader. Yeah, I mean, too. Bless you. He yeah. would say, bless you, too. You know, kind of thing. But no. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was, he was a leader who had authority and power and wealth and... And, um, and and suddenly, for a year of his life, he could turn it all to good. Yeah. And we know, as we were talking about today, there's some pushback from his son and his grandson, and <laughs> and that's later going to cost them. But but for a year, he had the opportunity. 
to represent the the king of heaven. Mm-hmm. No longer thinking he's the king of heaven, yeah. but but the real king of heaven. Well, Paula, now we are inside two minutes. Mm-hmm. So how do you want to wrap up today? Well, um, I need to apologize. It wasn't Scott Bayo. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, what I want to, I can start again. See, we Is won't it? have study next week because it's Labor Day, but you can be sure if I remember that is. Uh, some of my friends can remind me on the 13th when we start. You might ask them, uh, why didn't somebody correct you? You know what I'm saying? I, I think I might. <laughs> uh, we'll start Philippians. Maybe before I start, I have to apologize. You know, I, I misspoke. It wasn't Scott Bale. You know, it's it's a natural mistake. There was only 2,000 Karate Kid movies. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I, I I give up. But anyway, yeah, no. Um, just begin again. I, I just really want to encourage everybody that no matter what has happened in your life, um, Jesus is right there with his arms open wide. And if you didn't know this, my favorite thing about Jesus is forgiveness. And I used to say, I'm wearing him out with asking him for forgiveness. But his he has infinite, endless grace and love and that all includes forgiveness in there and so no matter where you are what you've done today's a day where you can say jesus if you're not saved i need to be saved from myself no better word to close on today you have been listening to the word to stand up for life the date day show i'm pastor ron arbaugh from calvary chapel in san antonio texas and lord willing i'll be back tomorrow at four o'clock on am 6 30 the word we'll see you then bye-bye Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.